0: Welcome to the Impact Church podcast. Today, we start a new series called Scandalous. And you know, it is scandalous that God Himself would die for us, that He would give Himself for our sin, that He would enter into our broken world and bring us total healing and restoration. You know, if you misdiagnose the problem, you're likely to misapply the remedy. And we got to know what is sin? What really is sin? And how did God deal with that? And what does that mean for us today? So, we're going to to talk about that, and you're going to learn some good stuff. So come on, let's get into it. Well, we're starting a new series. We're starting a new series. It's called Scandalous. Scandalous. Do you know how scandalous it is? Like that song we we're singing about. You know, God entered into our mess. God became sin for us. I mean, God. It just He condescended in such a massive. And I love Stephen too. Don't you love Stephen? I mean, it's so good. So awesome. And I love, I love Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Love Amanda. I love the rest of you too. But just wowzers, scandalous! God, Almighty God is so wrapped up in us. I love the psalm that says, what is man that you're mindful of him? Like, I mean, look around. They're not that awesome. But God is nuts about us. I mean, he cannot live without us. We are to die for. And he's just crazy about us. We're going to talk about how scandalous it is that uh, God, who is in absolute need of nothing, One thing that he passionately desires is family, that he can express his love through and his passion through, and through a beautiful redeemed community manifests the cosmos, his glory and his majesty. And I'll tell you, it's a scandalous story. So 1 Peter 2, 24, it says this, the Passion Translation says, he himself, he himself, Like he didn't send somebody to do it. Hey, angel, go take care of that guy's sin. No, he himself carried our sin in his body on the cross. God himself stepped out of eternity and he took on form of a man just like me, just like you. God will forever, Jesus will forever be man and God. There is a man in eternity. There is a man on the throne. There is a man, there is the first fruit, the firstborn of many brothers, there is a man. God became so like us, totally identified with us so that he could take in himself every single sin, past, present and future. Everyone, from the most violent, disgusting to to the sins that are just sins of omission. I could have done it, but I didn't. He took every single sin and he took it in his own body. His body was so beaten and so marred, it was like a lump of flesh that was unrecognizable on the cross. But Jesus, God, 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 took every single sin of every generation, every person, he took it on the cross so that we would be dead to sin. Dead, we are dead to sin. Sin, most often in the Bible, in fact, rarely it's a noun, mo- uh, rarely it's a verb, most often in the Bible, sin is a noun. Sin is personified. Sin. It's a tyrant. It's, it's demonic. It's sin. It's diabolical. It's sin. He. We are dead to sin and that we live for righteousness. Our instant healing flowed from his wounds. Amen amen by his stripes we are healed Isaiah it said that by his stripes we will be healed Jesus said to confirm the scripture by his stripes we are healed and then this says by his stripes we were healed I mean it's done it is finished your healing is secured we receive it in the name of Jesus see sin and sickness are tied together in the atonement he forgives all our sins he heals all of our diseases Psalm 103 it's a benefit of being a child of God God. Your, if, are your sins forgiven? Yes. Are your bodies healed? Yes. Absolutely the same thing. Absolutely the same thing. We can be confident that we are totally healed. Our instant healing flowed from his wounding second corinthians 5 21 the amplified bible says he made christ who knew no sin to be judicially to be judicially to be sin on our behalf so that in him we could become the righteousness of god see so jesus did that that is done he took sin in his body and he took it for us so that we are dead to sin we are free from sin we are no longer framed by sin or defined by sin we now have become not trying to become. Come, but we are, we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Are you righteous? You absolutely are. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that is we would be made acceptable to him place in a right relationship with him by how by his gracious loving kindness Ephesians 2 1 and 2 says and you he made alive and you he made alive and you he that wasn't you were born of your mother it wasn't you were born so you, you were given life you were dead in your sins dead doomed and dominated but Jesus came to raise you up to to make you you alive and to seat you with him in heavenly places him and through him he has made you alive you were dead in trespasses and sins you were you were dead doomed and dominated in transgressions and sins in which you once walked according to this world according to the prince there is a prince that's why sin is a noun sin is a tyrant sin is demonic there is a prince now operating still in this world the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience But see, you were dead, doomed, and dominated. But now you've been raised up. You've been made alive, raised up, and you're seated with Him in heavenly places. You were dead, 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 but you've been made alive. Your problem wasn't necessarily sin, although sin was a big problem. The problem is you were dead. Sin made you dead. You were dead in your sin and your trespasses, but He has made you alive. You didn't need a sin management course. You needed life until we come to christ to receive by faith the gracious gift of his life we remain spiritually dead and dominated but faith in the finished work of the cross makes us alive raises us up and seats us with him say reigning reigning Reigning. See, when Adam was created, he was created to rule and to reign, to represent, to to put the kibosh on anything evil and to manifest and bring into expression the goodness of God. He was created as a regent. He was created to rule. He was created to dominate in every single sphere. But you see, the devil gave away his right and his authority and he gave away his place as a regent. He didn't give away his, his, his relationship or even fellowship with God. He gave away his designation by God as my representative on earth. We spend so much time trying to figure out, you know, sin broke fellowship with God. It's not that sin broke fellowship with God. Sin broke your purpose that God had for your life and your purpose has been shattered and you're no longer reigning and ruling. You're dominated now by the one who you gave authority to. The prince of the power of the air has now become your master and he's dominated your life. You are dead, spiritually dead and doomed. You've lost your purpose. You've lost your regency to reign and rule. That's what you lost. God wasn't mad at you or up upset with you he was disappointed for you but god from that time forward was set on a a mission to restore you to your rightful place we've made it all about sin it's not as much about sin as it is you lost your purpose for life you are dead to your spiritual union with god to manifest his reign and his rule in this earth and it's scandalous God's not mad at us, upset with us. He's on a ridiculous pursuit for us to be restored to a rightful place to reign and rule in life. Boom. John Piper said sinning is any feeling or thought or speech or action that comes from a heart that does not treasure God over all other things. A heart that prefers anything above God. A heart that does not treasure God over all other persons and all other things. John Piper. Karl Barth, considered one of the significant theologians a very very uh, intelligent man and, and great depth of theology and study here's what he said and I like it he said it's true enough that unbelief is sin the original form and the source of all sins and in the last analysis the only sin because it is the sin which produces and embraces all other sins wow that's a pretty strong definition isn't it unbelief what's the unbelief in it's it's unbelief in god it's unbelief in his word it's unbelief in in his view of us and his purpose for us it's unbelief in, in, the, in the eternal purposes of god and the outworking of it augustine augustine said sin is believing the lie that you are self-created self-dependent and self-sustained you know a lot of what you see in churches in christianity today is a whole bunch of self-help Hey, I can give you five steps to overcome fear. I'll give you one step to overcome fear. Jesus. I mean, if I could overcome fear with five steps, if it was just knowledge or, or study and all those things, we'd have figured a lot of stuff out a long time ago, you would think. But more knowledge won't get us anywhere. We need Jesus. We we're, we're dead we're dead we're absolutely dead we could not help ourselves. you can give me all kinds of teachings and studies and the 20 ways to the 35 whys to the who's the what's but none of that helps you you need jesus and i'm so saddened that so much of christianity today has become self-help i'll give you one step to depression jesus we sang songs today that he delivers us from depression he sets us absolutely free you know, we've adopted so... We've got... Well, yes, pastor. Jesus. And. You know what the Bible says about that? It says that's a different gospel. If you add anything to Jesus, you have a different gospel. And there's a big different gospel in the world today. Ah, sin is believing the lie that you were self-created, self-dependent, and self-sustained. Paul Ellis. Paul Ellis said, what is the definition of sin? It is not rule breaking or acting immorally as much as it is walking by sight and leaning on your own abilities, your own understanding. It is trusting in yourself and living without regard for the things of God. Trusting in yourself, trusting in your ability. If I'm gonna gonna gain more understanding, I'm gonna gain more truth and I'm gonna walk in freedom. Your freedom comes solely and simply through who the sun sets free is free indeed, in every particular and every single way. And you know what this is a walk of. It's not by sight. It's not by your senses. It's it's not through some journey of your own intellect. It says that you set free. We walk by faith and not by our senses. We walk by faith. This is the power that overcomes the world, even our faith. And it's our faith, it's our belief in the finished work of Christ that will deliver us from sin in all of its forms and deliver us from the power of it and the effects of it in every single way. Here's a great big truth that you need to know. God is good. God is good. Thank you, Kelly. I can hear you. Daryl Johnson doing a study group. Two of our groups are doing a study with Daryl Johnson. But Daryl Johnson said this, very interesting. Sin is. Sin is. Sin is not believing that God is as good as he says he is. Can God totally, completely, utterly deliver you instantly, heal you and totally set you free? Do you believe that with all your heart? I do. I really, really do. I really do believe that he covered everything from A to Z. There's not a single thing that he left out, but he's totally set me free. I believe that with all my heart. Sin and disobedience are the fruit of distrust distrust. So sin isn't as much the the front end problem. Sin is a result of not trusting that God is who he says he is. Your concept of God, A.W. Tozer said, what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. What you believe about God. You see, there is God and then there's the God that you've shaped in your own mind. But there is God, and God is unchanging. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But our concept of God, our our understanding of God, our our willingness to soak in the self-disclosure of God himself is what defines just about everything in our lives. Hey! How many need another coffee? How many think we should break for a coffee right now? (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, all right. So our place as rulers was surrendered. When, when, when it all happened, when everything broke down, our place as rulers was surrendered. It's not that sin entered and everything got busted. We chose that we are going to self-manifest, self-express, self-judge. We're going to self-do everything. We're just plain going to be selfish. And see, man decided that, hey, big fella, I've decided you're probably not as good as you say you are. I think you're holding out on me. I had a little snake friend come by, and he said that there's more, and you're not quite giving us the real picture. So we're going to take it in our own hands. And a lot of us do that. Sadly, it's still the temptation of the devil is take it in your own hands. If you don't like the way it's going, pull it in your own hands. Make it happen and it's selfish simply put sin is the problem and jesus is the solution but then we have to really understand what is sin and sin is selfishness and independence from God, which we've got to fight every single day. Self wants to rise up. And it's not that you've got a, a, a nature in you that you're trying to overcome because it's not a dual nature. You are a child of God, a new creation in Christ. All things passed away, all things become new. So you are able to do this because God has made you brand spanking new and he's filled you with his Holy Spirit. So you are absolutely able not to walk in selfishness, not to walk in sin and not to misunderstand how good God is but the flesh still is there and wants to try and dominate in your life so we got to take charge there so what you misdiagnose you mistreat what you misdiagnose you mistreat I've heard of people going in with a heart attack and they said you have heartburn and they gave them Tums and sent them home that's a massive misdiagnosis and therefore they were mistreated I I talked to somebody this week who had an issue and they they went through a situation with a doctor and tried all kinds of things and then much later the doctor found out it was a much more serious problem but they misdiagnosed it and for years they were mistreating it My father, uh, he had a a condition of his liver and the doctor actually was, was removed from being a doctor because he gave my dad a medication and watched that medication destroy my dad's liver and he should have figured out way before that he had misdiagnosed this and applied a mistreatment that literally caused my father's liver to die. And he was in the hospital. It said right on his chart, he's in here because of wrong medication. Right on his chart. That doctor's not a doctor anymore misdiagnosis can lead to mistreatment and if see if you don't really understand sin you can go down all kinds of roads trying to figure out how do I deal with sin how do I deal with this constant failure how do I deal with the fact that I keep on doing stupid things I don't want to do how do I do this you know your sin doesn't affect God Let me say that again. Your sin doesn't affect God. Here's a part of the misdiagnosis is that we think sin affects God. When we sin, God gets so mad at us, he just walks away, he withdraws from us. Are you kidding me? When they sinned and they were full of shame and fear, they ran away and hid. Where was God? Chasing after them. Where are you? I know where you are, but I want you to come right now. I want you to come out of your shame. I want you to come out of your guilt. I want you to come out of whatever your dead mind has now shaped me as because I'm not what you're thinking. You don't have to hide from me, even if you just blew it. And that's sadly what people do. Because they think when I sin, God's mad. When I'm good, God's glad. It's not the way it works at all. And it would have been given a mistreatment for our diagnosis for years and years and years. So the problem isn't that, you know, sin entered, and the problem is in God's mind is my purpose for your life to reign and rule over all of creation and demonstrate who I am, to be a co-regent with me and share my authority and power. That's what I'm disturbed about. I'm disturbed that you sold out your destiny and your purpose, but I am absolutely committed to restore you to your rightful place to reign and rule. Are you still here? If sin is defined as bad behavior, we gather weekly to have sin management courses. Today, we're going to talk about five steps to not be fearful. And you do. This series this week, you know, how to overcome a bad attitude. Get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Get whacked. I mean, speak in tongues. Jesus. And all of those things are true. You should get over a bad attitude. Let. It doesn't say make this happen it says just let let this attitude be in you let it let it be Let this attitude be in you that was in Christ Jesus Who didn't hang on and cling to his life But he laid his life down Don't try to make it happen in your life Just let it be Because in you, you are a partaker of the divine nature It's all right there You've just got to, in faith, let it be I am gentle, I am kind I am long-suffering, I am full of peace I am full of love, I am full of joy It's the fruit of the very spirit That's exploding inside of me When it's not, it's when the flesh is trying to manifest What only the spirit can do And the flesh wants to be in charge so full of pride if you're rule-breaking then we have to have more lessons on how to be a good rule keeper has anybody broken any of the rules successfully this morning (laughs) Stephen already holy mackerel Stephen let's study the rule that you broke and let's develop a strategy for you to stop breaking it amen And we get into all this self-analysis because I can self-heal. And self is so full of pride. Self is rising up in you right now. I don't like my pastor's preaching today. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. That's a self-alarm right there. (laughs) Ravi Zacharias difficult time for his ministry but you know he did say some good stuff Jesus didn't come into the world to make bad people good I think this a lot of people think that's the gospel Jesus came to make bad people good hey are you bad come to Jesus and he'll make you good and you know that's true because I'm a lot gooder right now than I was before <laughs> I'll tell you my wife sometimes wonders but it's mostly true he came into the world to make dead people live what did you get eternal goodness no you got eternal life eternal life you got the God kind of life you were dead and now you've been made alive you had a bent towards sin you were a slave to sin you couldn't even help yourself he broke that off you he took that life you're a new creation in Christ Jesus and now you have this creation in you You are identified a partaker of his divine nature and you walk in life and you know what it says the anecdote to that is or have you forgotten that you're cleansed from your past sin it's when you forget that sin is no longer an issue. Is when you forget about your identity. So religion teaches moralism. Religion teaches self-help. Now John 10.10, 10, we all know that. The thief comes not to do anything else. He does not come except to steal and kill and destroy. That's the devil. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. He's always trying to rip you off. He's always trying to steal the word. He's always trying to steal your faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so he wants to keep you from proper understanding and proper revelation because if he can keep you stuck in in all this mind-boggling self-help and he can keep you stuck in a cycle of hopelessness the thief comes not to do anything except to steal to kill and destroy i have come that you might have better morality no, it says, I've come that you might have life. And that's not bios life. I've come that you might have zoe life. And what is zoe life? I've come that you might have and be a partaker of the very life of God himself. And not a little bit of the life of God, but I've come that you might have the life of God exploding in you, overflowing in your life. Every single part of you, cellular, is going to be manifesting the life of God. Life! He's alive! So the devil knows you've been made alive, but he wants to keep you trapped in bad thinking. He wants to keep you trapped in a cycle of of trying to finish what God started. And that's why Paul said, who bewitched you? Are you going to try to now finish in the flesh what was begun in the spirit? Literally, he says, who's practicing witchcraft in you, saying, God saved you, but now you can finish the job by reading these three books and taking these five courses. Send seven box tops, preferably Fruit Loops box tops, and you can be free, free, free. Is it that easy, Pastor? No, it wasn't easy. Sin's a horrible, deplorable, disgusting thing, and it'll wreck your life. God sent His own Son to enter into your mess. It wasn't easy That's why you know You see the remedy Is only through God Giving himself for us So why would I despise the remedy Why would I be bewitched In what was accomplished Through the cross And is finished in me By the spirit of God Why would I add to that Why would I be so proudful To add to the finished work Of the cross Jesus gave up his spirit And he said It is finished And that word can also mean Come forth new creation It's finished It's finished. Boom, you're under new management, isn't that great? You're under new management. The devil's grip has been broken off your life. Sin is a noun, sin, that tyrant sin has been broken off of your life. Sin has no hold on you, no grip on you whatsoever. That tyrant sin, you have been delivered from it. And so here's what you do, here's when you need faith. When sin manifests in your life, here's when you need faith. I am a child of God. When something isn't going right in your life, you don't declare, oh, I got to find out how to get over that. You declare, I am a child of God. I say those things that are not as though they were. And God will make it so. That's faith. Faith is saying, the thing I cannot see, I declare it's there. Declare what you don't have, then you get it. Does that make sense to you? Doesn't make sense to me. Declare what you don't have, you have, and you'll get it don't get it and then declare i got it you've got it declare i got it then you get it now that doesn't make sense but that's faith that's faith that's why it's always shrouded in this beautiful mystery that you can't wrap your hands around it you can't do it yourself you have to trust god You see, what entered in was distrust that you're not as good as you say you are so even from pulpits we say don't you want to get closer to god because that sounds really good, doesn't it? I could say heads bowed and eyes closed. Who wants to get closer to God? And half the place would put their hands up. Because that sounds really good. But it's a lie. Because you are already one with Christ. You already in absolute union with Christ. You can't get closer to God than you are right now. That's like I drive you to Toronto where do you want to go to Toronto I take you to Toronto drop you at City Hall and then you're standing there going, I wish I was at City Hall I just want to get to City Hall I'm so stuck in London God has put you in himself God has taken you out of death and spiritual death and lack of purpose he's taken you from that place where you can't reign and rule and he's placed you in him and he's restored you with every right and privilege you are a king ruling over a powerful destiny right now you're in charge all right four people get it it's good four is good because it's usually only three <laughs> romans six seventeen eighteen 18 says but god be thanked that though you were slaves of sin yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine say form of doctrine you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered and having been set free from sin you became slaves of righteousness how many folks are free from sin how many folks weren't sure if you could put your hand up right there how many are free from sin you were a slave to sin you you just that's all you thought about but now you know what all you think about my feet hit the floor today and righteousness I want to serve God today. You can't even think that without the Spirit of God being in you. That's God. It's all God. And you know what? He did it. And the form of doctrine, Paul often talked about my form of doctrine, my truth, the gospel of grace that God gave to me. And Paul's talking about my form of doctrine. See, a lot of us are like, I'm trying to be a a good person. I'm going to keep all the rules. I'm studying all the laws of God. Well, if you're wearing polyester today, you already broke the rules. If you had bacon for breakfast, you already broke the rules. He's not looking for rule keepers, he's looking for rulers. And see the sin, why why was the law brought in? The law was brought in to show you that you can't do it. The law was brought in to teach you and to lead you to you need Jesus. Because you can't keep the law. You know, I'm gonna jump from here to that chair. You know what here slaves to sin there, slaves to righteousness you can't make it <laughs> oh, I could make that jump pastor I'm just saying symbolically the leap is way too big even if you got close even if you hit the chair and did a face plant you missed well you know what I'm gonna take it in my own hands I don't think I'm that bad of a person well good luck with that Jesus set us free from sin and because of that we are slaves to righteousness. What is the form of of doctrine? But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. See, your righteousness is apart from the law. Are you under the law or are you under grace? But some of the law still applies, right? Absolutely not. You are under grace and not under law. A righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets literally witness to this. Yes, we need to back off and go away. That's why John, the greatest of the Old Testament prophets, said, I must decrease and he must increase. Because the law will never bring into manifestation the purpose of God. So the law is done. The law is done. And being witnesses by the law and the prophets literally witness and declare, yes, we're done. We are done, even the righteousness of God that is through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe except those who want to self-designate. No, to all, to every single one, every single person. There is one door, one way, one thing. Jesus is the new and living way. To every single detail of life, Jesus is the new and living way to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus those who obey this form of doctrine those who obey this form of doctrine are no longer slaves to sin but are free those who embrace that it's not by works of righteousness but by his grace alone that I am a child of God those who embrace that form of doctrine walk in absolute freedom are justified freely and they are redeemed in Christ Jesus so Paul talks about sin 48 times in the book of Romans, just in the book of Romans. He talks about sin, 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 sin. 48 times, 46 times. It's a noun and only twice is it used as a verb. Sin, most often in the Bible, is a noun. Harmatia, a noun. To be without a share in to miss the mark, to err, to be mistaken. So we fell short. No matter how high you jump, you're not going to make it. No matter how hard you try, you're not going to make it. There's just some people that are going to go to hell in a, in a spirit of excellence. Jesus is the only way. That's the only form of doctrine. It's him alone. The only way, the problem that is manifest because of selfishness the fruit of that distrust is sin but that is only dealt with when you come to the cross, the finished work of the cross. So we fell short. Well, what did we fall short of? Because it literally means to miss the mark, to, we've fallen short. We tried, there's a chasm, we sang a song, the chasm was way too wide, I couldn't help myself, but Jesus stepped in and he made the difference, right? So what did we fall short of? So the first time that sin appears in scripture is in Genesis 4, 7. In Genesis 4, 7, this is about Cain. Now in Genesis 4, 7, Cain and Abel brought a sacrifice and Abel's was accepted and Cain's was rejected. So God's was rejected. But if you go to Hebrews, it tells us why Abel's was received. It says Abel's was received because he came in faith. It was received because he came in faith. So what that tells us, is Cain didn't come in faith. Cain came and said, I'll make my own way with you, big fella, if you don't mind. He came with the wrong attitude and God told him, listen, he said, you can do this. You can get it right. I mean, you've come to me in that attitude of distrust. Now tell me, I mean, they're out of the garden, they're living outside of there, they're still talking to God. They're still communicating with God. They're they're in that place of brokenness, but what are they still doing? They're still having intimate fellowship and conversations with God. See, God was following hard after his creation, even after the fall. He didn't separate himself and say, can't talk to you anymore. Enoch, in fact, had so many conversations with God, he went on such a long walk with God one day, God said, actually, you're closer to my place than yours. Come on home. And he took him. People had incredible fellowship with God, even in the Old Covenant. So it wasn't like sin separated us from God. Sin separated you from your position as a ruler. Sin separated you and made you spiritually dead to the purpose of God in your life. It didn't make you separate from Him. He's talking to you all the time. Has anybody successfully sinned and still had the Holy Spirit talk to them? Thank God! Oh, I thought you were going to leave. I'm not leaving, I'm committed to you. Even when you're a miserable wretch, I will not leave or forsake you. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that found a wretch like me. But we've told people, you sin, God goes away. You sin, God's mad. You sin, we have the wrong remedy to a problem and therefore people are grossly confused in the body of Christ. I'm coming to a rapid conclusion. This is to be continued. So look what he says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin, the noun sin. What is sin doing? Sin right now is crouching at your door. Distrust Is working in you Selfishness Is working in you Sin is tapping On the door And saying Yeah don't do it You don't have to Listen to him Sin the tyrant Sin is there Knocking on your door And it wants to possess It wants to have you But you see You don't have to Miss the mark Cain You don't have to Miss this You can get it right God is striving Even when he's Battling with distrust But he didn't Listen to God And he went And one generation After the fall One brother Is killing another brother One generation Generation later murder and so God said Cain you filthy thing I will blot you out I will crush you I will throw you out I will get you out of my sight once and for all that's not what God did even after the murder God found Cain and he said Cain the blood of your brother's crying out what did you do and then you know what he did for Cain he said Cain No one's going to murder you, no one's going to touch you I'm going to mark you for life And I'm going to mark you so that forever and ever No one is going to take your life And here's God visits a murderer and says I'm going to protect you, I'm going to mark you for life Isn't God good? Thank you Sean Sin is at the door and it desires you, but you should, you should, even in that fallen state, even in that broken state, God is saying to Cain, He's saying, You should rule over it. You should rule, rule. Why? What are you given? You're given the right to rule. You can rule over it. You can rule over it. What mark did we fall short of? We fell short of the glory of God. What is the glory of God? For all of sin and fallen short of the Glory of God All miss the mark of God See the, the, what we're supposed to aim at Is God's glory It's glory It's doxa From dokio Meaning exercise Personal opinion Which determines value That something is an errant Or intrinsic worth When we sin We do not embrace God's value When we sin, we devalue ourselves, we devalue others, we devalue God's purpose and calling in our lives. When we sin, we take in our own hands, we determine the value of something. When we sin, we decide to devalue God's purpose and devalue. We fall short of the glory of God when we decide to take things in our own hands. For the wrath of God is revealed, in Romans 1, it says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them and in them look at the word ungodliness the word ungodliness is the word which means want of reverence towards God the opposite of the word revere or adore to disregard for a disregard for God's person ungodliness ungodliness is not bad behavior ungodliness is not bad behavior ungodliness is not bad behavior ungodliness is belief in the grace is unbelief in the grace of a good God it's saying God who needs you I'm fine without you see that's sin the essence of sin is I'm going to live apart from you I'm going to live without you and you know sin doesn't separate you from God he still strives with you sin doesn't affect God sin affects you when you sin it causes shame and guilt and fear and in your mind you feel like you're an enemy with God but you're not he's nuts about you for while we were yet sinners Christ the righteous one the good God he died for the unworthy You see ungodliness is see, people had a un- ungodliness they had the wrong measure of who God is they had the wrong understanding of his glory they had the wrong understanding of his values they had the wrong understanding for how God values you and not just the stuff you commit but then after you commit it that you don't come openly to God without shame and fear and say look at that he said I saw it and I love you come here let me hug it out of you see it's that whole misunderstanding of the glory of God that's messed us up it's our misunderstanding of who he is and you see if you misdiagnose the problem you're going to mistreat it and sadly the church doesn't really understand that the problem is you've lost your right to rule you don't need to be medicated or you don't need to be, you know, put into some self-help course. You need to get a revelation of you are a child of God, a joint heir with Christ Jesus, reigning and ruling in Him. You've been given your rightful place to dominate in every sphere and manifest His goodness, His grace, and His power. You walk into every situation and you are advantaged because you come with all the resources of the kingdom of heaven. Are you still here? I got a continue this next week ungodliness is unbelief in the grace of God there's two trees there's in Christ and there's in Adam and those two trees when they ate of the tree it was an act of disobedience but worse than that it's the fruit that got in them what they ate you see it wasn't just an act of disobedience it was an impartation that came into their lives that broke them forever that fruit was distrust and the fruit of distrust was manifest in their lives and it forever in a cellular level level completely broke them so broken that he was created in the image of God. And then it says, now Adam gave birth and created in the image of Adam. So there's two types of people in the world today. There's people who are in Christ and there's people that are still in Adam. See, because Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he became his own ruler. Genesis 3, 7, and 8, then the eyes of both of them were opened. They really were opened. Their eyes were opened when they ate and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of God in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord of God among the trees of the garden God's gonna kill us now God must be really mad at us now God must be really upset we better go hide for a while I can't get baptized pastor I'm not a good person I can't come to church I'm a long ways away from God you are not he's breathing in your face right now come to me he will never leave you or forsake you he's nuts about you but we believed all that religious tripe that it separated us in our minds from a God who's been on a radical pursuit for us. God is going to kill us. They became accusers of God, accusers of each other, and I'll tell you, the wages of sin is death it's spiritual death man departed from god's purpose he became an individual man now had the capacity to make and determine what was right and wrong in his own eyes man developed his own system of scales and balances man became a system maker and a judge and we the church are like that you know god's going to come to town you know when if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways god will hear from heaven that's rubbish well it's in the bible it's in the old covenant it's in the law and the prophets. We don't live under that. See, what I put on you was God can't come here because there's sin in your life, and God can't visit us because of your sin. And that is tripe. So I want to get into those conversations with people and say, well, let's examine all the sins and how do we deal with them then? Because I really want God to come to London. So we really better figure it out which sin are we talking about? Which ones? Because I want to figure it out. Let's get everybody together and add a massive confessed sin problem because you guys have issues, you guys have problems. There's sin in your lives, and God cannot visit us because you failed all week long. So we've dumb it down to where we're the problem. You're not the problem. And if you were the problem, God in himself took your problem and he freely gave you his righteousness. We live under an open heaven. Jesus is the new and the living way. There's a new, there's a new and living way. God is open to our creation, his creation. He's open to our world right now. He will come by faith, not by rubbish. Not by us attempting to do acts of the flesh. If we do enough of this, if we do enough, if we do enough, come on, let's pray, let's fast, let's. Woo, 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 woo. It's done, done, done. And if we think that the problem is that we're evil, and that's why God won't come, we've misdiagnosed the problem. And therefore, we're forever mistreating it. We're forever trying to fix it with the wrong application. Are you okay? I pray in the name of Jesus that there would be a people of God that would finally get what God really did at the cross. All right, finishing up right now. Adam lost sight of his own value. When he ate, he fell short. Darkness descended on his mind and he ran and he hid from God he ran and he hid not his so he ran and he hid from God but God came looking for him to restore value God came looking for him to give him a sin management course are you a sinner cuz you know what sinners do eh they sin I had a plumber at my house the other day and I said are you a plumber He said, well the truck says I'm a plumber I said but are you a plumber Well, I think I'm a plumber. Have you ever plumbed before? I believe I have. So you're not sure if you're a plumber. Well, well, please get out of my house. I need a plumber. Any saints here today? Any pure, perfect, holy people here today? Any people blameless in the sight of God here today? What's the matter with your arm? Well, I got Jesus on my bumper sticker. Well, your car is saved, are you? (laughs) Hello, children of God. Hello, beloved of the Almighty. Hello, saints who sometimes act like you're not. Hello, people with a new nature, partakers of the very nature of God who sometimes act like you're not, who sometimes successfully live way below who you are doesn't change the fact that what God has done he did once and for all and you're a child of God all right all right he's restoring value Romans five seventeen for by one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one one man blew it one man got it right one man we lost our authority to reign and rule the other man got it right and now we've been we've received because of his work alone we've received our right to reign and rule in life The righteous will reign and rule through the one Christ Jesus. Hebrews 9.26 But now he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to do away with sin. To do away with selfishness to do away with sin, to do away with the distrust, to break that off you so that you can be restored to your right to reign and to rule by the sacrifice of himself. There are only two types of people in the world. In Christ, you're reigning in life. In Adam, you're still subject to the fallen world. Sadly, there's a third type. There's a type that are in Christ, but behave like they're still under the sway of the prince of this world. And mostly you do it because you don't know. Or don't you know? That's what it says in in 1 Peter. Or don't you know that you've been cleansed from your past sins? Or don't you know, don't you reckon, don't you understand that you're dead to sin and alive to Christ? Don't you know that you were a slave to sin, but now you are a slave to righteousness? Hello, slaves to righteousness. Hello, people who cannot help yourself every day. I just want to do good. Hello, Cheryl. You're going to yield that Cherry Garcia. You can do it. Don't let the flesh reign and rule. You are a king who manifests unselfishness. Ah! I beat you, and I beat you for one reason: I want you to have this. She'll do it. Trust me. I used to think my wife's in a relationship with two guys, Ben and Jerry. <laughs> Don't you love Jesus? Listen there's there's only those two things there's only those two places you're either in Adam or you're in Christ you're here in the room today you're either in Adam or you're in Christ come on